Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Need a break? Take some time for yourself. Listen to one of Marsha's audiobooks at www.marshacaspercook.com. You'll be glad you did. After all, if you don't take care of yourself, who will? It's Marsha Cook, and it's uh, World of Ink special tonight, and uh, this is a little different show. It's going to be very interesting. We're going to talk a lot about audiobooks, which we've been mentioning on the shows, but we have two people that I think you're going to really like, and um, let's see what I... I have some. Well, I think, you know, before we get into anything, I think what I'll talk about is, um, I think you heard that little commercial that we did. And I think that I was talking to Virginia Grenier, who is a partner with me with World of Ink. We've been doing this for almost eight years. And um, we were talking today, and I think that one of the things that people don't understand is when they're on a radio show and if you or you get a commercial, like a short little commercial, people hear those things. And that's really – those are the things that go on Google first because we talk a lot about marketing all the time and um, – We've had so many over the years, so many different people. But I think that that's probably something people should think about doing and um, hiring a, narr- a narrator just for a little, you know, it's a short commercial. And I think, uh, well, we, when we get back to uh, Kevin Ickens, who did My Love Changes, which we, I mentioned last week, he's a narrator. And so we'll talk to him a little bit more about that. And Cindy McDonald, who does a lot of different things, and she has some series that are very cute, and they're on audio books. And uh, that seems to be one of the fields that people want to hear about. Uh, they don't actually know, you know, how to go about it sometimes. And so I think I'm going to let Kevin talk first, and um, then we'll bring Cindy out. But I think if you're look, thinking about doing an audio book, I love them, and that's why I keep talking about them. And I think that um, once you hear one, you will be very happy you did. And Audible's is a huge company, and I'm sure you've seen, well, let's put it this way, it's on, they advertise on CNN, so everybody's been listening to CNN, so I think you see the Audible commercial. So I'm going to, hi, Kevin, and hi, Cindy, how are you? I'm Hello. good, how are you? 
So this is going to be a little different because I think that, you know, what I've done the last few shows is um, I think Kevin, after Kevin says a little bit about himself and Cindy, we're all going to open the discussion and they can ask each other questions if they want because we're not in the same room. So sometimes it's really good when um, the guests can talk to each other and ask questions instead of waiting for me to ask them because they may have something that they want to know from each other. Okay, Kevin. So you do a lot of different things. You're, and you, you, right? Uh, and 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 it's funny because most of the time a lot of we have authors on, but so we're going to go the back way here. You're the narrator right? and and other things. So I tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Well, I I like you said I do a few things. Um, I actually started out on Fiverr through a friend of mine, and. We were talking about my beef jerky, and he goes, oh, that would be fantastic. Nobody else does that. And I've been making my own beef jerky for, oh, a little over a year now, and I now have eight different flavors that I sell, and I promote it on Facebook. I promote it on LinkedIn. Uh, I've had taste tests, and I've... I've sold a lot of it to friends and family and uh, other people. So that's uh, one of my interests. And then the other thing that I saw on Fiverr with the, with the people that I was involved with was that they were doing voiceovers. So I started doing voiceovers on Fiverr. And I was getting some work and getting some good reviews and everything, but it wasn't steady enough. And in the group I was in, they, they mentioned ACX, the uh, Audiobook Exchange Network. And so I checked it out and signed up and started auditioning. And I got uh, two or three books right away, mainly Westerns, which is uh, one of my interests. I, I really enjoy Western movies and, and books, Louis Lamore and some of the other people. And so I said, Okay, I'll I'll start narrating, and now I'm on my tenth uh, book, and I'm finishing up, which is actually a uh, mystery thriller uh, by the name of uh, Tip a Hat to Murder. I'm doing another western that I'm finishing up uh, after that, and then I have a uh, another uh, mystery that I'm doing after that called uh, The Lady on the Rooftops. I've done uh, Marsh's. Uh, romance book, Love Changes, which was uh, very fun to do. It was well written and it just flowed. And that's one of the things as a narrator that you're looking for is you want a writer that writes well so that when you go to narrate, you're not stumbling over words or grammar or punctuation. You can just get into what the story is about and actually tell the story with no hiccups and, and it just makes it sound so much better. Yeah, I, I heard you say that before, you know, when you were on that other interview. And um, so I think that's one of the things, because, you know, a lot of people, when you're talking about that now, how you, you know, you want to do a good story, which happens to be the name of my show, actually, it's called The Good Story is a Good Story. And um, that's one of the things people, you know, one of the things, though, about the audiobooks, and then I'm going to bring Cindy out, is that, you know, People have a habit of going like, oh, this isn't edited good, this is wrong, they said the wrong word, they did this, they, 
you know, they messed up some way. But when you're listening to a book, it just flows, and it sounds so good, and people can actually enjoy the book rather than, because a lot of people, uh, I'm sure Cindy knows this for writing a lot, people just go, oh, what happened? They have too many commas. They have, this is wrong. That's wrong. And even you have the, the best editor, there's always a few little mistakes. And I think if people would give themselves a chance to listen, they would enjoy the book because they're not looking. You know, there's a lot of authors out there that are reading books, and naturally authors are critical. Most people, they just read it, but as we do our own things, we, like I know sometimes you can look at a paragraph and you could do it 20 times. So I think that's one of the things you don't do when you are listening. It's just a smooth, nice read. Cindy? Tell everybody about yourself because um, you've got your series in audiobooks too. So, well, um, I, I I don't know if you know this, but I was a professional dancer for 26 years. Um, yes, I, I did I see had that a, a dance right. school. Yeah, I had a dance school. I choreographed musicals and operas in Pittsburgh. Um, and in 2011, I decided to trade in my tap shoes for a laptop, and uh, so I've been writing series. Uh, books ever since um, my, and then I started writing the children's books, and I wrote the children's books specifically because I have grandchildren, and so I wrote them. And um, finally, my oldest granddaughter, whose name is Kirsten, and I adore her, she said to me, "Grandma, when am I going to be able to read your other books?" Mm-hmm. Well, Marsha, <laughs> you know what my other yes. books are—the romantic suspense and yeah. an eleven-year-old. That's just not. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I, I don't know. And then I thought, what a dumb answer. And I, I thought, well, you know what? I'm an author. I can write anything. I know I can. So I started writing these Fiona Quinn mysteries. And I decided that I was going to put Fiona in my hometown of Pittsburgh, right in the house I grew up in in Pittsburgh. And I was going to make her in a very unlikely sleuth. And since <laughs> I'm very familiar with ballet, I started the whole series out with a murder at the Benedum Center where where the uh, Pittsburgh Ballet Theater performs. And, you know, of course, there's a ballerina who is murdered, and, and Fiona Quinn ends up in right in the middle of it. And she hooks up with a uh, very quirky detective named what age Nathan group? What age Landry. Group is, that for? What, is it a younger age group, or is it just a standard? I'm telling you, Marsha, adults, adults love Fiona Quinn. Okay. But the okay, beautiful okay. thing about it is it's written for adults, but you can hand that book off to a teenager or a tween oh, and not have to worry about anything. It is a 100% clean read. So uh, some of the humor might go over their heads a little bit, but there's nothing in it that they can't read as far as, you know, being inappropriate. So it is. they are written for adults, but a lot of the adults are saying, hey, give this to your teenagers. They're going to love it. So, yeah, that's a good um, thing. But Yes, it it is a good thing, and I'm getting all kinds of reviews in that direction. And then a friend of mine said to me, said to me, Cindy, why don't you make this into an audible? And and I kind of pulled back and said, oh, I don't know. How would I find a narrator? How would I do this? How would I do that? So she told me about ACX, and I put Murder on Point on ACX for um, audition. I'm sure Kevin's very aware. You know, you put it up yep. there for audition, and you tweet it. <laughs> And within an hour, I had three narrators wanting to audition, you know, looking at those, my little audition script for Murder on Point. And um, 
Marin Swenson Waxenberg, who lives in New York City. Uh, when I listened to her voice, I said to my friend, she is Fiona Quinn. She is Fiona Quinn. And um, she has done Murder on Point, then she did Waves of Murder, and I'm expecting Mary Murder to be ready for um, approval within the next coming days. So all three books will be on Audible, I would say, by mid-July. Right, that's great. That's, I mean, you know, I just, every time I think of you, I just think of horses. I know. <laughs> oh, well, that's because I live on a horse farm. I know. I know that. I, I live on a horse Yes, I, I live know. on a horse farm near Pittsburgh. I, I'm about 25 miles outside of Pittsburgh, and we. I live on a thoroughbred farm. My husband races thoroughbreds. Um, my oldest granddaughter, the granddaughter who got me writing Fiona Quinn, she rodeos. And then I have another granddaughter who shows pleasure. So my my life is very steeped in horses. Yes. Yeah, that's what I think of. Okay, oh, just think horses. Right. You know what, right, Kevin? You know when you were when you go online and you're wanting to do a lot of audio work now. What what are you looking for when you go on? You know, because I know when an author puts their work out there. You know, sometimes they don't know if they should put how much they should put in, or if they, you know, for the, you know, audition. What what do you look for when you're looking for to pick out a, a book you want to do an audio on? When I when I go into ACX and, and I do a search for what available, um, they have they have two things. They have pay per finished hour, which is PFH, and yeah. they have royalty share, and you know, the royalty share is good if you have someone that is promoting the book and and, and things are really selling because that's, you know, because otherwise I'm basically working for nothing. Right. Um, well, they're, they're like also, authors. You're writing it. You get right into the swing of it. That's what happens a lot of times. <laughs> but I also look at for finished hour, which I haven't gotten any yet. But yep. on top of that, um, you know, I... I don't do a lot of character voices. I, I do a read. I'll I'll give it inflection and emotion based on how the story's flowing and, and the people involved in the in the story. So I'm not looking for something that I have to do a British accent or a, a bunch of aliens or anything like that. I'm I'm looking for something that is a, a good read that uh is comfortable to me and that is not I, I've done books as long as seven hours, but I've done books as short as an hour or, or three quarters of an hour. So because it's a lot, it's a lot of work. I mean, I think people don't realize how much work it is and how much you know you have to take certain breaths, and it's not easy. It just doesn't flow. You know, it takes time to do this. Right. What I what I do is I I go through the book. And I go through and I check and see how many chapters there are, how many pages per chapter, and that way I can pretty much uh, schedule my time because not only do I narrate, but I also edit my work. The narration is not the long part. It's the editing and making it a finished product to submit to ACS so that it yeah. One meets their standards, and two, it sounds good, you know, because yeah. otherwise it it's not going to sell, and you're going to get bad reviews, and 
nobody's going to want to work with you because they're going, oh, my God, this guy sounds terrible. Yeah. So. May I ask him a question? Sure. That's yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Kevin, where do you do your recording? Do you have a sound room in your home, or do you have to go rent a studio? How, how, what, how do you do this? If you saw my studio, I'm in my office, and I have soundproofed it with a four-by-six PVC panels draped with packing sheets and blankets and everything, and it deadens the noise. I'm, I'm in it right now, and I have my microphone set up on a separate uh so I don't get any noise from my microphone. I don't get any noise from my computer. And I have had no complaints in regards to the sound quality because the program I use, it's it's Audacity, but I have effects and everything and a chain set up. So when I finish the product, I make sure that when I run the final check, that it meets ACX standards. Yeah, I think ACX, I think Audible's, they're very difficult. I mean, as far as, like, they want it right, which is what they do, you know. But so I think that that's one of the things that, that why people want to go to Audible's. You can have your books done, but it doesn't sound the same because they check everything. I mean, they don't. They oh, don't yes, just they say, do. okay, yeah. fine, you can have it out. You know, they, you have to, they make sure that it's right. It goes through a lot of uh, quality checks before uh, they approve it, and then it goes to retail. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, right. I mean, you know, I mean, so that's, I think that a lot of times people come on and we talk about it a lot, and people's, you know, because you do have to, you know, like I know that's probably why you, I, you never saw any of my other books, Kevin, is because, well, I had children's books, first of all, and that's a whole different thing. Children's books those get taken really fast because they're short. And so then people, you know, and um, that's important. And I I did put down an English accent for all my books, except for Love Changes. (laughs) That's when you came and, you know, but everybody, all the others were uh, English, you know, accents. And the first one that I had done, I should also say Gabriel Byrne, Sasha White, and Sangeeta Shalat, Chilean, they did some of, they're all different people, but they all came in and they wanted, you know, that's what happens. You get people come in and they auditioned for you. And um, But one of the girls that I had had, she wasn't English at all. I mean, I couldn't believe it. She, she just, I, I thought she was from the U.K., but she wasn't. And um, But what happened with her, which she disappeared after my first book. And... We oh we had another book that she took, and she, she we I talked on the phone with her. She actually did the promo for the show, and all, she just completely disappeared. Audibles could not find her either, and so then we then they dropped her, and then so then I went. That was the end. But I felt so bad because she was so good, and I don't know what happened. Maybe she got overwhelmed, you know, or something happened. It was weird, but because. You know, it just doesn't happen when the books, I guess, it, you know, because, Kevin, like you said, it's hard. But maybe it was just too much for her. But I couldn't, I, I, such a nice person, and then she just completely, and you sign a contract. Yes. But she, you yeah, know, yeah. 
And she just I hope completely. Nothing bad happened to her. No, nothing bad happened. They checked that because I know. And I had her phone number too. I mean, and we talked on the phone a lot. You know, she was from the states, so it, it was so weird. But I, I think it was probably she just maybe got overwhelmed and didn't. That that's what happened. And she was really good. I don't know. Uh, I mean, and let me very let me strange. Say this. It is. It is very time consuming. Yeah. I mean, like um, I'm. I'm finishing up a chapter now, and, you know, it it's six pages, okay? But to record six pages, it takes 15 minutes to record maybe, depending on the font type and, and everything, because, mm-hmm. you know, the font size and everything else, even though it's six pages, if it's 12-point font as opposed to 14-point font, you know, it it's a little longer if it's smaller font. So it takes a little longer. So not only does it take 15 minutes to record it, then I have to go back in and uh, fix any fix any mistakes or cut out any mistakes, and then go through and make sure that it flows well and sounds well. Which editing takes usually two to three times as long as narrating. So for it for one chapter, it could take me an hour. To produce that yeah. chapter, yeah, yeah, and because it has to really be, you know, it does have to be perfect for um, audibles because they won't take, you know, I mean, they have a whole team of people, and yeah. you know, and it's it, it's it's I mean because and I love audio books, I think it's great, but one of the things that we were talking about before the show is I, um, well, I I don't know, I think a lot of times. Um, I know, Cindy, we were talking about the codes. I mean, and I, I've mentioned it on my show, you know, a lot of times if they want to hear the book, I'll send them a code. But I think, and I, I had talked to Audibles, and they are trying to work on the fact that a lot of people don't have memberships to Audible. Uh-huh. I had one before. So, I mean, and does anybody want to take, like, Kevin, what do you, do people that you talk to, they're already members of Audible? Well, like like you mentioned uh, when we were before we started talking. I think we. I think I lost Kevin. I'm here. I think. Oh, oh, we didn't hear. Is he there? We missed it. I missed it. What you just said. Well, there's a company called Audiobook Boom. That okay. um, They will, they will promote your book. You know, you submit all the information and everything, and they'll, they'll, they have a list of subscribers or whatever on there that will request codes for the books that you're promoting for that week. Once you go in and, and sign up for the book that you want to promote. And the books that I've done that with, I've, I've had huge responses from, from them. I mean, I get 25 you got to ask for the 25 codes now from ACX. They used yeah, to I get that. Right, I do too. They, but do they? Do they? But they're not doing the reviews then, because I think when they said that one of the things is if they sign up on Audiobook Boom to read books, they can read them for free because they get the codes. But they're supposed to give a review. That's what they. That's exactly. what. Yeah, exactly. but they're not doing that. I think. I I think probably 30 to 50% of them are 
And if I see that they're repeat uh, people, they say, you know, don't give them a code. You know, all they're doing yeah. is getting free codes and not yeah, not giving you a review, which is what you're wanting them to do. Right. You know. And Cindy, you were mentioning about the reviews too. You people are buying them, but not giving you reviews, and you're they're just buying them in general, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting sales in general. The Fiona Quinn mysteries are doing extremely well, um, yeah. but I'm not giving out any codes, which you know right. obviously those are free books. I'm I'm not doing that. Um, they're just buying them, and I'm noticing on my sales dashboard that it's pretty much even up. Some people are members of Audible, and uh, while others are not members. Um, and I, and the only thing is, is people are not leaving reviews or ratings. Um, and I, you know, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm just not getting ratings or reviews. That said, with my regular books, books, the ones yeah. that are on Amazon, I get very few reviews. I that people buy them, but they just simply don't leave reviews. And I think that a lot of people just simply are very intimidated by yeah. writing a review yeah. for fear that yeah. they'll say the wrong thing or they don't know what yeah. to say, you know, and um, I, I'm just, and I'm one of those authors who just do not get reviews. And it's, and it's quite frustrating, but there's not a whole heck of a lot I'm going to do about it. <laughs> I know that. And, you so, know, I, I do think that's, that's one of the problems. I said, even for, you know, like with Kevin, narration and books, it's very similar now because we're all out there. And the fact is that I do think that maybe they are intimidated, and I do think that Amazon, uh, one of the problems I know from all the people that have been on the show, we talk about this a lot, sometimes they don't let, like, if let they seem to know if someone is a friend, but but the fact is that doesn't mean they're a friend of yours. They're just friends on your Facebook, and they're not posting exactly. those reviews, and they're not posting the reviews, and so yeah. I, that's Mark, one of the I problems. Yeah, sure. Can I jump in? For a you um, certainly can. In regards, to, in regards to the reviews, I I am when somebody listens to the book and mm-hmm. gives a review. It, it not only helps you as a writer, it helps me as a narrator because, yeah. you know, the best review is a bad review because yeah. it helps you understand what you're doing wrong and where you can improve so that the next book you do is better. But and, then and again, let, I just want to say so, one thing because I've been doing this for a lot of years. The thing is, if sometimes people write a negative review or something they say is not that nice, that doesn't mean that what they say is always right. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, because, you know, unfortunately, people tend to do that a lot that I've heard. I luckily don't have a lot of that, but people do. Cindy, I, I think you heard it probably people, too, that have... You know, just to be, I don't I don't know why some of these people online, they have a lot of fights with people. I have no idea. I mean, I, 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 I never no have fights with people, no. I have not and, either. I've had so many reviews removed from my Amazon pages because, I don't know, I guess I evidently knew the person from who knows where. But I do have ridiculous. one review that's really quite upsetting because, and I don't understand why Amazon has not removed it because, and it's for one of my unbridled books, 
and it's not for Fiona Quinn. It's for one of my unbridled books. And the they person won't, won't actually says straight out yeah. that they have not purchased the book, they have not yeah. read the book, but yeah, they're going to so give it a two-star anyway. I've ha- yeah. I have a review like that on Amazon. Well, you should try well, because they're very, they, they really do help you. Have you called them? No, I've not done anything because you I, know what? I just call, I've looked call at the Amazon thinking, well, and why are they call, leaving that there? You no, know. call Amazon. They're very helpful. Okay. Amazon and Audible, both of them. I mean, they will. They take calls and they they call you right back if they, you know. So I would talk to them because they will take that off if they never read the book. Right, and and then and you know how they put on their verified purchase. Well, right yeah. underneath there is no verified purchase, and the person even says, "I have not bought this book. I have not read this book. I'm just going to give it a so two-star review." And I thought, well, why would you do that? I don't understand. You know, so um, well, I yeah. <laughs> what did he it's say? Unbu- what did you say? I said somebody with too much time on their hands. There are people that do that And I've heard this a lot And you know But I will say What I've been hearing today I heard today And during the week We were talking about some things I had some phone calls We were talking about That the UK They have built their um, They've built themselves up As far as reviews And a lot of people Liking their work At the UK uh-huh. Huh. more than in the states because for whatever the reason is I don't know why you know and that's it's quite interesting because I do think there are a lot of problems and I think they you know I I have talked to them and they know that even at audibles they know that the system what they used to have is like let's say you want to like in in Amazon you want to give someone a gift you just send it but the problem is you don't really know if they picked it up unless you're watching all of this so I think And I haven't been paying attention, but I do know that a lot of people, they go like, no, I didn't know what to do. So I think some of the things, you know, we're doing this all the time. But the people that aren't, they just don't get it. And they just say, oh, forget it, you know. But there's a lot of things that they need to work on at Audible's and Amazon because it's changing it all the time. And there are some people that I have no idea, and I've asked this question millions of times, how people get 400 reviews is I would really like to know that. I have no idea how that is possible, who they even ask. You know, I mean, I don't know. And well, I, I, there's no I, I answer to this. you notice that some of the, the really big-time authors get a lot of reviews. Like uh, C.S. McDonald is my pen name for this Fiona Quinn. And I write under Cindy McDonald for my other books. Well, yeah. you know, C.S. Lewis. So yeah. I... I'm, yeah, I'm listed I, I right there with C.S. Well, Lewis, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, okay. that's, that's just crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that See, I'm right thing, you know, him. I mean, you never know. You know, like, all right, Kevin, you said you started at Fiverr. Okay, so when do people, I mean, I was on Fiverr, but I've not really used Fiverr. So do people, do a lot, there's a lot of people on Fiverr because I hear about it all the time. Yeah, and as a as a seller, um, they have this thing called buyer requests. So they have people that are out there that are looking for your service. So they, yeah. they post like an ad wanting your service, and you go through and say, oh, I can help you. You know, you give them just the basics, you mm-hmm. know, but the thing that determines the cost is the 
length of their script? What are they looking for? With, you know, is it going to be used for commercial use? You know, things of that nature. And there are people that are in the fiber group that I'm in on Facebook. Um, it's actually uh, with uh, Robert Plank and Lance Tomashiro. Um, they have a, a group on uh, Fiverr for the voiceover uh, people. And some of these people are making thousands of dollars a month with voice with voiceovers. Really? Hmm. And, and they're they're doing very good. They they have a system in place uh, yeah. taught by Lance and Robert, and they methodically go through that and do it day in and day out, and their queue is full, and they have steady work. You know, I think for for you, have you thought of doing just like a commercials? Because I think people really, that's why I said that at the beginning, because I think that um, people, I you know, even in the middle of our show, we we, we have done that before uh, where you can put a commercial on in the show. And I think it, that's a good thing because audio is always good on Google. It gets, you know, you really get higher up because the radio shows really go right to the top on Google when, you know, when you do it enough. So I do also do commercials for people or have you thought about that? I am paid commercials. I I I've, I've thought about it and uh like I told you I think in one of our previous conversations is um there's a gentleman by the name of Bill DeWeese mm-hmm. and he is a uh, voiceover actor. He's a voiceover coach. He's been in the business for quite a long time. Uh, one of the best. And I've, I've watched some of his YouTube videos. He said put together a commercial demo, which I just haven't had time to do. Um, find the thing is, I got to find six various scripts that have different uh, types of scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, do that. Um, he says, record three to six scripts, uh, upbeat, uh, guy, girl next door, low key, professional, corporate explainer, you know, things of that, and then just make a do clip of those types of uh, commercials and put it together to make your demo. Um, I just haven't had the time to do it. It, it sounds easy, but it's a lot of. Uh, no, it's nothing. Not, listen, first- everything, everything that. You know, you do. All of us do. It, it, none of this is easy. You know, and you know, like it's the old thing. You know, you're gonna. You know, I'm gonna. Oh, this will take me ten minutes, and it takes me like two months to do. I mean, it's like, you know, that's what happens. You know, I think Cindy, you know that too. You say, oh, it'll not be that long, and then it turns out to be long because you want it to be right. You know, so uh, unfortunately, a lot of people out there don't feel that they want it right, and it shows. It's not right. You know, no, um, yeah. I spend a lot of time trying to make sure that what I have said and what I have done yeah. is correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and on my end, on my end, I'm I'm a perfectionist. I, I when I was in school and high school and everything, I had straight A's. I was in the top of my class. I I wow. bowl and I I. I've got a 300 ring, and I, I, I've shot a 298. So I, I strive for perfection Yeah. And in, in everything that's, I do. And right, which is right. And, that's, it, right. and when you are that way, it does take time to do things. 
Exactly. And, and, and I don't expect anything less from myself because yeah. that's, that's instilled in me and that's the way I work. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the so thing. So can I you ask know, him another question? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, it's Kevin. It's an open discussion. Um, it's okay. Good. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> okay. I have two questions, actually. Go two ahead. Questions. Kevin, what is your last name? My last name is Iggins. I. G-G-E-N-S. Okay, Iggins. Okay. Not Henry Higgins. Okay, like uh, like Henry Iggins, only it's actually Higgins. It's very very different. There's no... I'm I'm the last male in my family line, so if you look up I-G-G-E-N-S, you're only going to find me. (laughs) <laughs> well, and now, and now your work, but see, the thing is now you're always going to live forever because your name is on all of, you know, books, and it's on, you know, it's on the covers of all the audibles. So, I mean, your name is now out there. It's staying there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, let me ask yeah. you this now. I, I've been wanting to ask a narrator, but I, I, I don't have too many narrators to talk to, so I, I don't know. You know, that's why I, I don't show. really. Right. That's, why we, really... Right. that's why we did this show because I want to hear what the narrators think. So uh, here's a question I have for you. I'm so sorry, Marsha. Those of us who no, write I want romantic, you to know it's open discussion. Open. Oh, don't worry. Open. <laughs> Those of us who write write romantic suspense and you know romance and all that stuff, how, especially being a male narrator, how do you handle it when you come up to? adult content in the script. Well, I'm I'm an adult, so I can handle it pretty well. Um, I, I will do very little erotica, but I have auditioned for a few of uh, Jesse Ash's books on Audible, mm-hmm. and they're they're short. Um, but what she's looking for is a male to do a female voice, and I've done everything I can to try and change my voice. To no, female, that's just, that's that's, that's, that's that's really crazy, though. That's impo- That's really yeah. hard. I mean, yeah, that is. Let me ask you a question. Do. When you said when you said short, do you mean like just a story, short story, or? It, it's like point seven hours of uh, finished work. So An how hour when, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. Point yeah, seven hours. Yeah, it's like oh, point seven uh, of an hour. Oh, point yeah. seven. Three, three quarters of an hour of finished work. Oh, uh, so okay. Like the kids' story. books, like the kids, right? Like the. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're they're short romances. Um, this, oh wow! This Very short romances. I, this one yeah. that I did far. It's. Uh, 10,200 words, and it's 1.1 hour. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, you know, see, that's the thing, okay, you know, and, well, you have, a, I, I have a, a couple of erotic, well, and this is the thing. It was very difficult for me, and um, so I had help with some of the sex scenes because, you know, I had a lot of, I have a lot of authors on, and so I, I did have a good time doing it, but um, I, I thought, oh, maybe it's too, you know, I want to know how much, you know how sexy it was if it because you have to put yourself in the category and sometimes it's not erotic enough or it's too you know it's way over so um somebody from the UK which 
answered my question, they read the book, and they go, oh, this is not sexy enough. So I went like, oh, good, okay, fine. I was so happy because I didn't want it to go over, and I knew this is not my specialty. I can write, but I had problems with the scenes. Not problems, but I just didn't think it was so necessary, the words, and I still don't, okay? And I have a lot of authors on that write very erotic, but I felt for me as I write, I didn't need it. And so when they said, oh, it wasn't that sexy, I went like, oh, good. Okay, so that that review was good for me because then I go like, oh, fine. You know, because I'm always, I was always saying, well, you know, this is an erotic book and it's not that erotic and I'm not going to do this and I'm going to change my name. And I went like, this is crazy because it was just in my head. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the problems. Like I listened to a webinar where they said, okay, just write short stories. So I started out as a short story, and I never liked short stories, but then I did, and I went, oh, I like this, and people liked it, and then I wrote another one and another one. And we talk about this a lot on the shows because people, then they go like, oh, it's too short. And then we're saying, like, it says short story. If it says, like, 40 pages or 60 you know it's a short story. So then why would the review, you know, not a spe- specifically mine, but other people have said on the show, they'll go, like, it's a short story, but that is a category now, short story. Right. So we, that's why I right. asked you when you said short, what yeah, you meant by, yeah. I've done westerns that are that short, and one of them that I did, uh, the reviews are going, well, When's the next one coming out? You know, we we want to know more. We we want yeah, we want yeah. more. Which is a good thing you know. for the author. Which is a good thing, but it it does it it does, you know, I, we do talk about this a lot on the shows. Is that people do write a lot of short stories. So, and when they say they want more, that's good. But then don't write something negative in the review because yeah. it's short, oh. and people do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and that's yeah. the problem. That's like with beta readers. I don't, I don't have beta readers because uh, I've done this for twenty years. I write the book. If people like it, they like it. Hopefully, they do. But I, if you have a beta reader, how do you know that they? I mean, if they say it's not good, what does that mean, though? <laughs> what does that mean? You should change it. But you're the writer, not them. Yeah. So, I mean, to exactly. me, that's one of the things out there. I think you just, you know, write the best story you can. But when you have beta readers and then you start listening, it's like too many cooks spoil the broth. I mean, you know, you can't have all these people. I have one guy, he's on my show a lot. His name is Jack Remick, and he teaches. He's retired now. He's great. He always says if the if they don't, he doesn't even read his reviews, but he said, if you get a bad review, you're not going to do your book again. So just forget it. it. It's whatever the book is, it is. You know, and I think people get very upset when they get a bad review or people say things, but the truth of the matter is, if 20 people don't like it, maybe 40 people will like it. Right. So you can't, no. you know, I don't and really, the I, with the I, I audio. don't really have very many bad reviews, but those I neither have do I. Had, thank goodness. Neither do I. Thank God. Yeah, those I have had. Some of them. Uh, there was one person who kept um, saying something along the lines of the character Keith, the character Keith, 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 and this was in my um, Unbridled series. This is a long time ago in my Unbridled series, 
and I was I was rather upset with the review because there was no character named Keith. And I kept uh-huh. thinking, all right, so Ben, not a good thing. Ben <laughs> is not a good thing. Ben is really not <laughs> a good like thing. It's like that I don't even have a character named Keith. Oh my God. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean, bad reviews happen, and, uh, you know, the bottom line is when you write something, or, Kevin, when you narrate something, not everybody's going to like it, because there are, right. that's what makes the world go round. There's different people. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I've, I've auditioned for, uh, let's see, what have I auditioned for? I've auditioned for... Of course, it's going to ask me to log in. Give me a minute. Uh, I've auditioned for 39 different books, and I've got 12 offers, so one out of three. So Uh I'll, I'll take that any day. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's a good thing. You know, and you haven't been doing it that long. So, I mean, I think that's very good, you know. I you know, because you don't know what they're looking for. You know, you don't always know until you hear it, you know, and um I I wrote Love Changes. That was one of my first books. It was a screenplay. And then I wrote it in a book and um I actually wrote I love screenplays, but I wrote it as a book afterwards and uh I did change the ending. I never told you this, Kevin, but I did change the ending on it because the ending of the book uh, was not a happy ending. And yeah, I think you told me this once before. Did I tell you this? I don't know if I did or not, but okay. But it, yeah. I don't know if I did tell you this because I really don't talk about it that much because I always forget that I did it already. But And because people really do want a happy ending. and um, Yes, they really do. And... and and then sometimes, though, you can't always have a happy ending because sometimes right. when the ending isn't that happy, it's something had to change. And maybe the person couldn't grow up or whatever. And in my case, you know, when I wrote Love Changes, there was um, a part that I just, I, I felt it needed the happy ending because I had written it a long time ago. But it was, you know, it was one of my favorite books that I've ever done. And, um, but sometimes because the ending was where she grew up. She had grew up, but then I realized that I didn't need it because I do think people want happily ever after as much as they can. Not always in a movie. That's why when it was a book, I had to change. You know, because I don't know if you remember Message in the Bottle. Kevin Costner. People were very upset with that. You know, in the movie, they went, "Oh, you know, they, when it's not happy when you walk out of the show, people get kind of, you know, they're they're down. They want to walk out." They want to walk out of the movie feeling feeling good. That's why I like to go to movies, and I like to watch the people and see how they leave, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's interesting because some say, oh, I didn't like the movie, and they go, oh, yes, I love it. And usually when they end on a good note, people are happy, Mm -hmm. I think, you know. But um, Can I ask Cindy a question? Yeah. Since she's been asking me. Sure, go right ahead. (laughs) You um, so as a <laughs> yeah. as a writer, um, uh-huh. from, from the other direction as a as a narrator, when when you post your books on ACX, um, I, I notice a lot of uh, authors don't specify whether they're looking for different characters for for the people that they have in their book, or if they. Uh-huh want certain types of inflection or 
what the actual scenario is. They just post the script and really don't give you any direction. So when you when you post your book and you ask for auditions, what kind of extra information are you putting out there so that the narrator, the person auditioning, understands what you're looking for? Well, I usually will put on, I definitely put on the synopsis so that they have the basic storyline so they know exactly, you know. And then um, in once I got used to doing it, I put, I usually choose a scene from my book that covers at least three or four characters, like three or four of the characters that are, are all together so that you can um, see different personalities emerging from the characters. And then a lot of times I will actually list characters and tell you what they are. This is a... Um, a white-collar worker. This is a taxi cab driver should have a New York accent. This is a, you know, and I'll, I'll list the, the characters that I feel as though need to have special attention, if you will. Um, so I try to give the narrator as much information as possible so that they're not lost. I don't want them to be lost. Now, that said, in Murder on Point, as I told you, that took place at a ballet. So, and because I, I, I taught ballet and everything for so many years, I know how to say the ballet terminology. Well, my poor narrator, when she got that script, she, would look, she was looking at words like fauté, and she was like, oh, my God, how do, you, how do you say this word? So I would have to – There's uh, on YouTube, you can go and, and get uh, enunciations verbal enunciation so that they, and I would send them to her. This is how you say this word. Because I've never spoken to any of my narrators on the phone. Like Marcia says, she has actually spoken to her narrators. I, I yeah. have never spoken to my narrator. It's all been an email relationship. So, um, yeah, you know. See, but when, I, when I look at a script and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll check out how it's doing on Amazon, you know, look look at the, open the book and, and see how it flows and everything, see if they list chapters, and then I'll go back and I'll, I'll look at the script and see if they are looking for, you know, just a, a narration, but with that in mind, uh, like I said, when you're, when you're reading a book, you're, you're not just reading a book, you're giving it inflection, you're giving it emotion. It's it's like you're actually sitting across from somebody reading that story to them. And, and that's basically what you're doing only in front of a mic to record it so that the end product sounds like you're actually, like the old-time radio stations when they had the uh, Alfred Hitchcock and, and the Twilight Zone and those Radio programs. You actually were glued to the radio, listening. Right. To the radio. I think I think the way the way that you're saying, like I know for myself when um, I, I I just figure it this way. Whoever is narrating my book, Kevin, you can probably agree with this. It's it's their voice, and so I let them make the decisions. Um, like with um, when Sasha, when they're from the UK, and some of the words were different. Then we said them. 
you know, when we say it, I let, I did not, I let them say it the way they said it because I felt that it would change the way they could do the story if they all were trying to do the American way. And so I let them go through even some of the words that might have been changed. I just felt that's their job. That's what she wanted to do. So I let her go through that. And I realize when someone is listening to the book, they'll listen to it because she's just telling them the story, like Kevin said. Do you know what I mean? Where if I would have stopped her from and said, do this or do that, she may have lost some of how she does her narration. So I kind of left it up to whoever the narrator is. But I see what you're saying because it was important to you that they, uh, you know, went for how the character was. Right, or or like I said, the ballet terminology, the words had to be pronounced correctly. A lot, and also in 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 my Fiona's, I use some Pittsburghese. If you know what Pittsburghese is, um, like the word yins. Yeah. Well, when she saw the word yins, she <laughs> yeah, had yeah. no idea what that word was. She was like, "What is that?" <laughs> right. And you know, I. <laughs> and I and I used it in a book because and I just sprinkle it in. I don't overuse it because it could get yeah. a little bit, you know. Um yeah. but I do put it in there because I like for Pittsburghers when they're reading the book to get a little chuckle out of it. Oh my god, she used yeah. the word yins. And yeah. but I could see where somebody from somewhere else wouldn't know how to say that word. You right. know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it it's just so just to help them. Is more yeah. I did, but like I said, I'm I'm amazed that you're actually speaking to your narrators because I've never spoken to a narrator. Yeah, I've, well, yeah, I, you know, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have them on though because I think that people need to hear from narrators because you know it just as we are as authors, he has the way he likes to do his book, and mm-hmm. because when it gets to the narrator, it's his story. Then he's he's telling your story, but it's his story because it's coming out of his mouth. I mean, is that true, mm-hmm. Kevin? Is that how you feel, or I don't know? But, well, yeah, but I want to make sure that I'm giving it the inflection and tone and emotion that the author is trying to project in their writing. So yeah. I don't want just to assume that it's just flat and whatever, but I yeah. need to know you know, are there certain characters that you want to emphasize? Do right. they need to have a different tone, a different voice compared to the other characters? Are you, are you yeah. looking for a lot of different character voices or just a different inflection and tone so that different characters come across as being different? Yeah, because some people... I, well, we, I, I had a, a show. Yeah, I, I was going to say I had a show that somebody was talking about um, that where they were very specific that they wanted very different characters to be, you know, which is a difficult job sometimes when you are narrating to do so many. It's like you're doing a play, but you're really, you know, you're doing all the characters. It adds a lot of time to the project because you have to get into character for each one of those people. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Cindy, you were going to say something. I noticed, Marsha, that you have a lot of your children's books Mm -hmm. on Audible. Yeah. Now, when you put your children's books out there for audition, mm-hmm. do you get a lot of um, response because they, they immediately. are short? Im- immediately. Do you really? 
you know, I've never even considered putting George the Pony out there. Well, I'm going to tell you what I, you know what, and and this is, I I have discussed this on the show a lot, and I've seen this in real life. Okay, I think if you do a children's book and you have a children's book out there, I think parents, it's still not um, what parents want their children. They want to read the book, but if you give a child a book and then you let him listen to it or her, they hear every word of that book. And sometimes that is really a good thing because a lot of kids, I mean, they're not great readers, but they really want to hear a story. And so I think I I was listening to a three-year-old. I was watching him while they did, you know, while I had the audio on. And I thought maybe he was going to get bored. He did. He wasn't bored at all. He loved it. And he just listened. And there was really not a lot of pictures in it. It was just the cover. And, and, And then I got a phone call. It was on my phone. So I got a phone call, and the picture went off, and the only thing he said is, where's the picture? So he wanted to just, even just the cover. But I think that's, I really think they should start doing that a lot, and I've heard from teachers, too, they agree on that, because I do think that that makes them understand when they're hearing it, because people, a lot of people would rather listen to an audio than a book, and they catch every word. I think that an audio book really gets you into the story and you don't skip words like some people sometimes people do when they're reading. I may very so well children's books I think I love it out there. Yeah, I think you should put yeah. it out there because I think it's, you know, um eventually it will be an important thing that teachers will use, but not yet. Mm-hmm. But they Let do me know sound when you great. Can. Let me know what, when you what do. What did you say, Kevin? <laughs> Let me what know. did you say, Kevin? Do you do children's books, Kevin? I I would love to do children's books. I have ten grandkids. So oh, really? <laughs> so then you should and, and go I in. Would, you know what? Then Kevin, and I'm was, sending was, you. Kevin, I will send you. Or I will send you so you can hear the books uh, that children's. But I think you should put yourself down there. You know, go look for children's books because there's a lot of children's books out there, and I think that. It is going to be a good thing because I think. Well, you know what? Maybe kids, maybe I will put um, George out there, Kevin, and, and you take a look at it. It's called George. Yeah. Uh, well, they're called George the Pony books. There are three of them: George the Boss, George Goes to Camp, and George George Turns Green. That's the last one. George Turns Green. And no, I um, think I think kids' books are great. I really do. I, yeah. I'm hoping. That and they do sell, you know, and people do like them. So, but mm-hmm. I think it's a good learning, and it's also, you know, tra- I, I, there's somebody, there's Tracy McDonald who does shows with us occasionally. Uh, she is blind, and she's friends with Virginia Grenier, who is the other half of World of Ink. And um, I had a, several authors. We, we had several authors on that are blind, and that's how they listen to all their books. And it's a huge market. And it's so good that they can hear all these, you know, wonderful stories, too. So I don't know if, Kevin, you've thought about That's a really big market, you know. Um, well, I, I was and, yeah. when, I, when you brought up the children's books, my, my wife took a cap off of uh, Snapple the other day, and mm-hmm. it, it had that uh, uh, Dr. Seuss was challenged when he wrote Green Eggs and Ham to keep it under 50 words, and really? he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm going to send you. I'm sending them to you. 
Right. And, and well, so so uh, you, I, so and I'm going to send you. I'll send you one of my children's books to Cindy, so you can listen to them. I I, I okay. think kids' books. I I really do think it's an important thing that a lot of parents aren't doing, but they should do mm-hmm. because. With the regular book and the audio book, I think the child really gets a good experience. I really do. I think it's great. I love yeah. audio books. That's why I'm having the show today. And so I want to eventually have another show like this. But um, I hope that people, when they're listening, okay, so, Kevin, where can they reach you? Uh, my, well, you can either find me on LinkedIn under Kevin Higgins. You can find me on Facebook under Kevin Higgins. Um, my well, you can, email you can call me. You can ask me, whoever's listening, my, the people that listen to my show, and I'll get you in touch with Kevin, too. Uh, yeah, uh, e- either one of those. You can send me a message. Uh, you can send me an email. My email address is Iggy Kev I G G Y K E V five eight at gmail dot com, and. Uh, Facebook. Oh, you, Facebook? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook, Kevin Higgins. You know, just do a search for Kevin Higgins and you'll find me. That's good. And Cindy? Well, of course, you can find me uh, on Amazon <laughs> under Cindy McDonald or under C. S. McDonald. I'm right there with C.S. Lewis. We're just such dear friends there. And um, and you can find me on Facebook under Cindy McDonald, author Cindy McDonald, or author C.S. McDonald, because I keep Cindy McDonald and C.S. McDonald separate. And um, of course, I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm everywhere. I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. And my yeah. my website is C.S. McDonald Books. Dot com. Yeah, that's great. And then, um, so I think that, you know, I think that this is really interesting to hear about the audio books because I, I think as we go on in time, I think people will be, you know, um, a lot more interested in listening to the audio books. And I think if they even try the experience, they will love it because it's really, you know, a lot of people say, oh, they'd rather hold the book, but it's a great experience. It, it is. You hear I'm every tell you word. What, and it's first time. The first time I ever listened to one, I was I was driving somewhere by myself. It was a four-hour drive by myself. And somebody gave me one and said, Cindy, listen to it while you're driving. It'll yeah. keep you calm. Because I had to go right through downtown Pittsburgh to get out of town. And going through downtown Pittsburgh is pretty much a, a nightmare. And I thought, oh, I, it'll be nothing but a, a distraction. I won't be able to drive. I am telling you, that audio book kept me level. Yeah. For the entire yeah. four hours, I, it's, it's I, I, a matter of fact, when I went to leave to drive back home, I literally went to the store and bought another audio book to drive home, and so I had something to listen to on my way home. Yeah, I mean, so, I love it. So you know, if... driving and listening to those those things are just they. I, I think they keep you level. I really do. Yeah, and I think it's good that Kevin. You know, we listen to your point of how you choose which is a a very good thing to hear you know and so that's why cindy i think it's it's interesting when we can hear what the narrator feels because we Mm -hmm. don't always know what they're thinking hey well my question too to kevin is whenever you are considering a script a book to narrate and you go to uh, amazon 
Is it super important what the um, ranking of that book is? Do the rankings on Amazon really tell you everything about a book? No. No. The, the rankings, um, like I'm, I'm looking at your book right now, George the Boss, okay? Yeah, yeah. And it says, and it says that your uh, bestseller ranking is... Four million two hundred sixty-four thousand six hundred sixty-seven in books, and then it's four thousand two hundred sixteen in books, children's books, animals, farm animals. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. What what I'm looking for is one. How long is it? One, mm-hmm. can I look inside of it and see what it's about? You know, give me an idea what it's about, and. I, I might look at the reviews, depending on what reviews there are. They're not really important. It, it's more about um, how long the book is. Um, you know, people are saying good things about the author, and yeah. what other what other stuff you have out there. You know, if, mm-hmm. if well, that's a, that's good to know. That's good to know because. You know, and that's that's very interesting to know, wouldn't you think, Sydney? Because people are, you know, they're so worried about how many reviews that they have that, you know, and you, like I said, you're not going to read 400 reviews of anybody's. Who wants to sit there and read all those reviews? I mean, nobody. No, you know, I, so. I, I I understand. And I don't know how you get 400 reviews either, uh, unless you're like somebody like C.S. Lewis. How do you... You know, but, you know, if you, you look get... at some of the, if you look at a lot of these books that are bestsellers, whatever, they don't always, you know, and a lot of times on the show, like people, if they're bestsellers or whatever, you know, they really don't come up a lot on Google like you think. You would be very surprised, and I'm going like, like you guys both come up very fast because you do a lot of things, and I know that I do also. But you'd be surprised that sometimes people come on and you know, and I want to see what you know they have, so I because I don't just go into you know their books. I I want to know about them, and um, there's nothing on a lot of people that you'd be very surprised. So I think that you know. All the things that that's why I do the shows because we try to tell people, you know, what they might be thinking isn't really the way it is. You know, there's so many different ways you can look at things. So it's interesting to hear what a narrator feels when they're looking for a book. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that that's very interesting. And, you know, that's why, you know, when people are talking about audiobooks, if you don't talk to the narrator, you don't really know what they're thinking, you know. So are you going to be writing right. a book, Kevin? Are you going to write a book after this? No, I don't think so. No. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not a writer. I've I've been told by a couple people because one of my passions is bowling, and and they say, well, you should write a book about bowling. It's not that hard. Well, it no, it's not. If, if once you get the framework down, and then you just start typing away and and writing and let it all just flow and come together, but uh, it is that hard. Passion. It is that. It, see, it is. See, you know what though? It is that hard. It is hard. You know, and if somebody tells you it's not hard, sometimes it's someone that doesn't write because, and especially if you're a perfectionist, it's hard. Yeah. You know that that's the problem when you are because you know, and then sometimes you just have to let it go, and go. Okay, this is yeah. it. Goodbye. And because there's always, yeah. even when I'm listening to Love Changes, I'm thinking. Oh my God! I should have done this. Could have done that. And I'm thinking, like, that's it. 
you know, and so that's, I mean, that's the thing. We can always think we need more, but we really don't. It's just whatever the story is. That's why, you know, you're looking for a good story and you try to do the best story you can. So I think this is very interesting. Thank you both for coming on. You can find me at MarciaCasperCook.com. The radio shows are on there too now. And um, that's it for tonight. Cindy, do you have another question at all? Or No, I, I thank you very much for having me on. Oh, you're yes, welcome. Yes, thank you. That's, that's oh, you're fine. welcome, and I'm glad we had this discussion. So now you'll inter- you'll know each other. There you go. Absolutely. Yep. It helps. It does help to know people yeah. in you know when in different fields. It, it really is. It's well rounded. It's good. All right. So good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Goodbye. Need a break? Take some time for yourself. Listen to one of Marsha's audiobooks at www.marshacaspercook.com. You'll be glad you did. After all, if you don't take care of yourself, who will? Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.